You're listening to Castle Rock First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Castle Rock FUMC, you can go online at fumccr.org. Thank you, and have a good day. Will you pray with me? Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. So our scripture reading for today um, comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verse 16. And I'm actually, I added one, and I meant to add this to the computer in between services, but I forgot. Uh, I needed more coffee. Um, Proverbs 23, verse 4. So the first one is Proverbs 10, verse 16. And it reads like this. The wages of righteousness lead to life. And the earnings of the wicked lead to sin. And then Proverbs 23, verse 4a reads, Do not wear yourself out to get rich. These are the scriptures of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, we've been doing this sermon series looking at the book uh, by James Harnish, Earn, Save, Give, where he is looking at the uh, sermon of John Wesley, The Use of Money. And, and I have to admit, I, I was this close this week just saying, because of everything that's gone on, I'm going to read to you John Wesley's words from The Use of Money and just read you the, the sermon that was written uh, around in the, in the 1700s. But, you know, I, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, it's very thick. And the language is a bit difficult to get through, and I didn't want to bore you to death. Uh, But I'm not going to lie, it is one of my favorite sermons. It's one of my favorite Wesley sermons because of the way that he talks about the use of money. And, and and we know that one of the things that Jesus emphasized was the use of money and how we use money. And in essence, Wesley and Jesus both emphasized using money to do good. Because they both recognized how money was used to do harm. Not only that, Jesus even saw in his own right when he walked into the temple uh, there during Holy Week and noticed that the temple uh, people were using money as a manipulative practice. And that's why he overturned the tables and did the things that he did. But the use of money is important. How we use money is, is extremely important. And how, you know, we, we want to gain all that we can. We want to earn as much as we can so that we will have enough money to pay our bills, to feel comfortable, to have vacation, to relax. And, and that can be a great thing. There's nothing wrong with that. And I want to say that. There's nothing wrong with earning money. Now, what we do with it matters. How we handle it matters. And what I mean by that is it's as simple as this. Are you doing good with the money that you earn? Or are we being, uh, you know, are we just hoarding it and, and holding on to it? Because if there's anything I've learned over these last few weeks is that you can't take it with you. And if we're not using it to do good, then, then why are we earning it? Why are we uh, stressing ourselves out, killing ourselves to earn all these things when, in, in all honesty, we, we don't get to keep it forever? Harnish in his book, he, he says this, he, he, and, I, and I want to make sure I get this right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nail it. Uh, he, Wesley warns us to begin or continue, or not to begin or continue in any business which necessarily deprives us of proper seasons of food and sleep. And what Wesley means here is that, you know, if, if, you're, if you're, all you're doing is earning money and you're not taking care of yourself, that's not a good thing. 
You can earn all you can, but if it, but not at the expense of your health. If working hard is killing you physically, mentally, spiritually killing you, then maybe it's time to step back and ask ourselves, is it worth it? Is it worth all the, the struggle of this? And, and you can earn all you can, but not at the expense of your soul. And, and if it's causing you, if, if what you're doing is causing you to compromise your faith and your belief, then, then to step back and ask the question, is this worth it, is a great question to ask. And then you can earn all you can, but not at the expense of your neighbor. And, and it's not just the neighbor next door. It's all of our neighbors and how we care for one another. And I always think about that, and I think of, you know, one of the first jobs I had was uh, at Brahms uh, Ice Cream and Dairy Store. Worked there for three months. Uh, I didn't get fired or anything. I took a leave of absence, and I never went back. Uh, I had shoulder surgery uh, late in the in the time there, and so I just I took a leave of absence, vowing that I would come back, and I got a better job. And the reason, one of the reasons why I didn't want to go back was because of church people. And I mean that because I worked Sundays. I wasn't really going to church at the time, and, and I worked Sundays. That, that Sunday noon shift was not a fun shift. That was the worst shift you could ever work because of church people. And I'm not lying, because they were the worst. And you know how I knew they were at church? They had their name tag on. And yet, like, they would come in and, and they would demand these things that were either we couldn't do or didn't do. Or, like, they thought this was Burger King and they could have it their way. And, and, and you know, like, I have to admit with you, I got yelled at more during that time than any other shift I worked. Even the late night shifts. Because the church people just came in with this attitude. An unhealthy attitude where they really... I questioned if they did care about me. I questioned if I wanted to be like them. Because I just started going to church. <laughs> and the best example I had were these people coming in and yelling at us because the shake wasn't thick enough or the burger wasn't fresh enough or, you know, whatever little thing. And through that experience, one of the things that I learned is that while it's great that I was earning money and, and, and it's great that I was, you know, supporting myself, one of the things I learned in this experience is how I treat someone who's serving me. And what I mean by that is that, you know, it's great if you go to a, a meal and you sit down and, and you have a server. You don't know what that server is going through. You don't know this may be the third shift that they've had. This may be their third job of the day. And you don't know what they have at home. You, more than likely, they're not making a whole great wage to be there. And yeah, they're going to mess up your order. Like, why don't we just go to a restaurant knowing that your order may not be exactly the way that you want it? Because if we come in with that attitude and, and we, we experience something that isn't a great experience, we can give grace in those moments instead of belittling them. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen it in, in multiple different places. I worked in a Christian bookstore. The worst, uh, the worst customers were pastors. <laughs> and that taught me a good example of how I should be. And, and, and it's the truth. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'd have a pastor come in with, like, a stack of books this high and want, like, uh, the 20% pastor discount on top of the 40% discount that was being offered on top of the tax-exempt thing that they wanted to be offered. And we could only do one of the two offers. You could either have the 20 or the 40. You still got your tax-exempt, but you could have the 20 or the 40. And it was hard for pastors to rationalize. Like, you can't have 60% off those books. 
We have to make money here. Boy, were they angry at us. I learned from that. <laughs> but we model that. And people see that. And while it's great that we earn these things and do these things, the way that we honor God matters. And I love, one of the things I love about the proverb today is that the wages of righteousness lead to life. How we use our money leads us to life. If, if we use it to do good, um, you know, you feel good. Like, I mean, just think about this program here. It was exciting to watch a lot of you get excited about the backpacks. I know a lot of you are getting excited about getting food uh, for the food pantry. And those things that we do, like, it's amazing to see how much you light up when you get to do those things. But if all we do is hoard everything for ourselves and we leave it on the inside and we store up those treasures, and I don't necessarily like to say the wicked lead to sin, but it does weigh on you. It does make you feel a little bit disconnected. But I also think, too, that we have to take care of ourselves. And if we're wearing ourselves out to get rich, then that's when we start to disconnect from God. And we start to say, it's okay if I don't do this. It's okay if I don't do this. And then the next thing you know, you're totally disconnected. And realize, like, what you do matters. Whether it's you're retired or whatever, whatever your job is, that those callings, that's a calling that God has put on your heart. Harnish wrote this week, he said, seeing our work as a as a calling from God puts the challenge to earn all you can in the context of the larger purpose for our work. Wesley's instructions are not merely to earn money for its own sake, but to earn it for a higher purpose of fulfilling God's intention for our lives. And what I see in that is that when we live into our calling of what we do and who we are, we can change the world. And when we see our jobs as a calling, even in retirees, you, 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 can, you can be a presence for someone's life. Let me tell you, like the gospel reading that Reverend Sarah read to you, could you imagine like you might be Jesus to someone and you don't even know it? Just like these backpacks are being like Jesus to someone who may never meet us. <laughs> but yet we're extending an act of grace through our giving by gaining all that we can. And I always think of a third grade teacher who was willing to model her faith for her class to encourage them to do a canned food drive. And in working with her, we were able to gain around 2,000 pounds worth of food for our community of around 700 people. You know how hard it is to get rid of all that food in a short time before Thanksgiving? It was a great challenge to have, let me tell you. But we were able to do it because the teacher believed that her job was a calling from God. And what a better way of showing out her calling to her students without ever saying the word God, Jesus, or Holy Spirit than to say, hey, let's do a good thing for our community. And I think we can learn from that. And that requires balance. Harnish wrote that in the long run, a balanced life is a more productive life driven by endless work. 
And so I want to challenge you this week. My challenge for you this week is to have balance. To walk by faith. To be willing to, to, to not only gain all you can, but uh, to give all you can in all the ways that you can so that we can make a difference in the name of Jesus. Because when you do that, you'll find some excitement and joy there. And when you do that, you're not going to wear yourself out. Because you'll be able to find rest in God. And so I challenge you this week to do that. Let us pray. Lord, we, we walk by faith in you. Lord, help us not wear ourselves out by chasing things that are earthly things. Help us wear ourselves out by chasing you. And that our lives reflect your love for this world. And so bless us and keep us and make your face known to us as we love in your name. And all of God's people said, Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand and we're going to sing hymn number 2196. And we're just going to sing the first verse of We Walk by Faith. So let's stand and sing.